During the past 12 months, the PR industry faced a reckoning around its lack of racial diversity, especially in leadership. While the industry has mostly fallen short on immediate goals, many agencies have made tangible commitments to do better with metrics, targets, and deadlines, according to Provoke Media. Most of these commitments are around recruitment and retention, but not around pay equity. In 2017, a Provoke survey showed a discouraging pay gap that favored white men by more than $6,000 over all others. Four years later, the numbers, unfortunately, don't fare much better, which is precisely what we are going to discuss on this week's episode of the Spin Sucks podcast. If you're a communications pro who works hard, doesn't compromise quality, and gets the job done, welcome home. We'll share our tips, tricks, and stories, and together we will change the face of PR. Spin sucks, but we don't. With the Spin Sucks podcast, here's Jenny Dietrich. Welcome back to the Spin Sucks podcast. I'm Jenny Dietrich. The PR Council did some legwork to determine if agencies have created more diverse, more equitable, and more inclusive opportunities. It polled 43 members on a range of topics, such as whether they had made a public commitment to increase Black representation in all levels of staffing, established a supplier diversity program with stated goals, and audited agency policies and culture to make sure they're more equitable and inclusive. 33% had made a public commitment to increase Black representation in all levels of staffing. Only 12% had established a supplier diversity program with stated goals, and 31% audited their policies and culture to make sure that they are more equitable and inclusive. More than a year after George Floyd was murdered, only a third of agencies have done what they said they were going to do. And based on the best agencies to work for data from Provoke that included more than 3,000 responses from employees of nearly 40 agencies across North America, the pay gap hasn't been addressed at all, and it's even larger than it was in 2017. White men topped the salary ranking, averaging $119,556. Just like in 2017, white women finished second with their salaries, averaging $83,635. Non-white men and women lagged, coming in at $76,000 and $65,000, respectively. Y'all, white men's salaries were favored by $6,000 in 2017. Today, the discrepancy is 36000 43000 and 54000 respectively. Allow me to do that math for you. White men make nearly double, double what non-white women make. I just cannot. I cannot. This is particularly devastating when taking into account that women make up 75% of the overall PR workforce in North America. I know I shouldn't be surprised by this. There have been multiple times since the pandemic began that I've been invited to speak or keynote an event, virtually, of course. And when I told them my fee, the organizers told me they didn't have the budget to pay a speaker, only to learn a few weeks later that they hired a man and paid him at least twice, in one case, three times, the fee I quoted them. There have also been the experiences of negotiating fees on projects my agency will do only to learn the same client didn't even try to negotiate fees with a male-led agency. But I'm a white woman, which means even with my terrible experiences of pay inequality, I'm still paid more than non-white men and women. That's not okay. This is not okay. Provoke Media said that part of the reason is men are astonishingly 
overrepresented at the top ranks of the profession. For instance, 51% of partner level employees identify as male, whereas men represent only 25% of the overall PR workforce. Men dominating leadership, however, doesn't start at the partner level. In every category following vice president, men outnumber women in leadership roles. When men are fast-tracked into leadership, their bigger salaries follow them as they move through their careers. In just a minute, I'll be back to discuss the dangers of white men dominating leadership. I'll be right back. There are two things I want you to know about. The first is the Fundamentals of Media Measurement course that we just launched with Muckrack. And the second is the PESO model certification. Both will help you evolve your career this year as you learn how to measure your work using the PESO model to get you there. The Fundamentals of Media Measurement course can teach you how to measure your earned media efforts, create a successful measurement strategy, and report on your success. It will take you about two hours, but it has quick bite-sized lessons you can take when convenient. It has actionable tips, step-by-step approaches, and examples from Jonna Burke, Christopher Penn, and me. Go to mrac.co slash spinsucks to learn more, get registered, and start your measurement journey today. That's mrac.co slash spinsucks. Please be sure to use that link because I get a gold star every time someone registers, and I love gold stars. And for those of you who need to evolve your career, learn how to integrate the work you do with marketing and amp up your measurement efforts, the PESO model certification is for you. Step up your game with an academically accredited PESO model certification from Spin Sucks and the SI Newhouse School of Public Communications at Syracuse University. Learn more about that by going to spinsucks.com academy, or you can go to spinsucks.com and click on academy in the navigation. And now back to the show. Okay, before we continue, I want to make something very clear. I love men. I have four brothers and I grew up as a tomboy. So in many cases, I speak men. Plus, they're fun to have around. (laughs) Back in the early days of my agency, I was on the junior board of the YWCA. I attended two meetings before I had to back out of my commitment. At both meetings, it was all about male bashing and there wasn't any productive work done. I finally said, look, you guys, I love men. And while I agree changes need to be made, I'm not going to sit here and listen to you bash them. And that was that. That's not what this podcast episode is about. I love men. I want them to do well. But I also want women and people of color to do well. There is a danger when white men dominate leadership. The scarcity effect takes hold. The scarcity effect is the cognitive bias that makes people place a higher value on an object that is scarce and a lower value on one that's available in abundance. In this case, the scarcity effect happens when women and people of color, because we recognize that there is a limited appetite for our inputs at the leadership level. This is, of course, creates a hyper-competitive environment for all of us, anyone other than white men. Then we add in societal factors that have become exasperated by the pandemic. The great resignation is mostly happening among women. According to McKinsey's sixth annual Women in the Workplace report, one in every four women in senior level positions are considering scaling back work responsibility via reduced hours or moving part-time, taking a leave of absence, or leaving the workforce altogether. 25%, one quarter of all women in the workforce. Truth be told, there have been many times in the past 18 months that I've considered taking a sabbatical. In fact, as I record this, my kid is sitting behind me, literally in my chair, playing with my hair. Every single person I work with 
has to have at least a five minute conversation with her during every Zoom meeting. They've all met her pets and they know that she just bought herself a skateboard with the money she earned from doing schoolwork this summer. Thankfully, we go back to school tomorrow. You know, until there's a... Tomorrow. (laughs) Well, tomorrow when this airs. She just corrected me because I'm recording this before it actually airs. But when this airs, we go back to school tomorrow, you know, until there's a quarantine because of someone in the class has COVID. And then I get to throw my routine and work schedule out the window for two weeks. It's too much. The McKinsey report points out even before the pandemic, women in senior level jobs tended to feel a need to work harder and longer than their male colleagues. Now they're burning out at a higher rate than their male counterparts. Yeah, I can attest to that. We're freaking exhausted. The report also says that Black women face systemic barriers to advancement, receive less support from managers, and experience more acute discrimination. They report a lack of strong allies at work and a greater quantity of microaggressions and are almost twice as likely as women in general to feel unable to bring their whole selves to work. To bring this all to a close, The pay gap has increased in the last four years, and to boot, women are cutting back at work because of all of the other responsibilities the pandemic has brought on. This is creating a massive talent shortage. It's the responsibility of every one of us to take a leadership position in sponsoring the discussions, the commitments, and the decisions when it comes to the career paths of women and people of color. It doesn't matter if you've just graduated from college or if you run the joint, you can make a difference. If your organization doesn't have a clear path for women and people of color to advance along with their white male colleagues, we're looking at a vastly different workforce five years from now, one that I personally have no desire to work within. If you'd like help with leading your organization in this way and you're not already a member of the free SpinSux community, get your butt over there. What are you waiting for? You can find us at spinsucks.com slash spin hyphen sucks hyphen community. That's spinsucks.com slash spin hyphen sucks hyphen community. It's free. It's fun. It's challenging. It's educational. And you can have these kinds of discussions every day. I'll see you next week. If you're ready to change the face of PR, make sure you subscribe to the Spin Sucks podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, leave us a rating and a review. 